Coming to you live from Norman, Oklahoma. It is your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Happy St. Patrick's Day and happy March Madness Return Week. We are happy that March Madness is finally back. Make sure you're wearing green today. Uh, uh, we got a great episode where we talk Drew Brees retirement, NFL free agency, and we break down the whole March Madness bracket. But first, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brots. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers Brots. So, earlier this week, Drew Brees announced his retirement after 20 years in the league, 15 with the Saints, 5 with the Chargers. One of the GOATs calls it quits. Uh, He took the Saints out of a poverty franchise with seven divisional titles, one Super Bowl, and he helped to stay after Katrina. Thoughts on Drew Brees' retirement, Matt? Well, we knew it was coming. We knew this was going to be something that, uh, you know, maybe if you really are a Saints fan, you're hanging on for one more year. But we knew Drew Brees was going to be going. Um, He's had a remarkable career. He's going to NBC. He's going to be an analyst. He's going to kill it with that job. Um, But it's tough. You know, this is a guy we grew up watching and uh, a big legend that's going. um, But wish him the best in retirement. He had a great career, did a lot for the city of New Orleans. Um, and he is, he's one of those all-time greats when you think about it. Yeah, uh, most career passing yards, career completions, completion percentage, and most seasons with 5,000 yards passing in a year. Um, I'm a stats guy over titles, uh, which Drew Brees has. But 20 years uh, to do all that and only one Super Bowl appearance, only one Super Bowl win. I, he just couldn't get over the hump the last few years. He couldn't even beat the Minnesota Vikings. I know they had the bad no call, but they still got the ball first in overtime, which could have put them in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, he will be joining NBC, like you said. Uh, I he's, he's no question top ten quarterback of all time. I, I I can't I don't know if I can put him in top five. I I'd say just outside. Uh, Matt, where's his goat status rank? I mean, he's pretty high up there. I mean, there's. You look at it, there's a lot of goats in football. I mean, if you look back at, at the guys at different eras of the, of the game, but Drew Brees is right up there. I, again, I, I haven't thought too clearly if he's a top five, but definitely a top ten of all time. He's, he's that guy, when you think about it from our era, he is one of those that when we see Tom Brady and we see uh, – um, I'm trying Peyton? to think. Who? Peyton, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Peyton up there. Um, I'm just trying to think of current guys that are close to retiring. Oh, um, uh, Rodgers. You know, Rodgers, I mean, in this era, I mean, definitely, um, I mean, of those guys in the era, I mean, you know, well, those are three right there, but definitely would be a top five in this era. But you're looking at the whole game, I mean, definitely top ten, and, and I think I'd go with you, may, I'd maybe go that five, six spot, um, but I haven't given it so much thought to really where I would pin it down. Yeah, I'd probably do seven, eight, maybe six to eight, somewhere in there. Uh, Saints quarterback, though, they, they just signed Taysom Hill to a – Massive contract uh, for a dude who's barely thrown any touchdown passes. And then they signed Jameis Winston to a one-year 10. I, I think Jameis Winston's got to be the starter. You brought him in there. You brought him to New Orleans for a specific reason to come in when Breeze retired. Who's your quarterback of the future for the Saints? Yeah, I agree. i got to go with Winston. Um, and, and remember, he's just two years removed from that great season in Tampa Bay. Now, again, when I say great season in Tampa Bay – this is also he threw as many touchdowns and as many interceptions. I mean, it was, it was even. Um, so that, but I got to go Winston. I like what they do with Taysom Hill and a tight end, and they do a lot of great formations with him, um, or you know, just you know, using him in different spots. Um, but I, I think you got to lean Winston. 
Same here. So let's move in. Let's talk some other NFL free agency news. Tom Brady, the Buccaneers signed for a two-year $50 million. Is that is that right? I believe so. And then Gronk signs a one-year $10 million. Shaq Barrett a four-year uh, $68 million. So these Bucks, these Bucks aren't going anywhere. These They are loaded still. Saints, I heard they're interested in Richard Sherman. Yes, he's out of his prime 100%, but he will be a great addition. Hunter Henry signs with the Patriots. Great pickup there. Von Miller, he's staying back in Denver. Andy Dalton, your former quarterback, is heading to the Bears. He is not Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, but he is Andy Dalton. And then Ryan Fitzmagic is heading to the Washington football team. The Cardinals signed A.J. Green. That can be a great pickup. Um, A.J. Green injured last year. We'll see what happens this year. And then Trent Williams becomes the highest paid offense lineman ever. Uh, he, he got his money's worth. He got a bag today. So that's NFL free agency. Any other uh, agency news you've seen, Matt? Yeah, Curtis Samuel, uh, former Panther, going to Washington as well. Uh, Washington adding adding some adding some good pieces again. I'm a big Fitz Magic fan. I'm excited to see there. Uh, Bill Belichick have a day. I mean, they Bill's like never again. We're gonna have the season we had last season. We're gonna go get all these studs. That will be fun to watch because again, I, right now it's the Bills division. Bills looking good. So Patriots are like, no, nah, we want that back. Um, but yeah, Trent Williams, man, wow. That's a lot. Six years, uh, 138 million. That's a ton of money, and he's 30s. Six? Something? He's, oh, he's old. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, is kind of surprising to the Washington football team. And then Cardinals again, A.J. Green, though. Ooh, that's that's a great pickup if we can see the old A.J. Green. Uh, before we dive into March Madness predictions, the whole tournament, uh, on this day in history, 1602, uh, the United Dutch East Company forms. And then 1905, Einstein finishes his scientific paper, detailing quantum theory of light and 461 St. Patrick dies even though he I don't know why we celebrate him as Irish because he was not Irish so it's a little weird there and then happy birthday Dred Scott Queen Latifah and Wyatt Earp those are the birthdays some good birthdays uh, great movie Tombstone Wyatt Earp did a fantastic job in that movie even though he was not alive uh, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts Spotify TuneIn Pandora and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brought. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. So March Madness, we had a year off, but it's here. We're hoping for some great Cinderella stories. There probably will be. Uh, COVID is taking over a lot of teams. A lot of teams are impacted by this, so there could be a lot of upsets. So some teams to watch out for for me. Uh, I well, we'll start with the most dominant Gonzaga. I I don't think there's any question. Gonzaga's got the easiest out of the one seeds. One of the easiest, to, uh, one of the easiest uh, brackets by far for them. Uh, routes to the Final Four. Uh, some teams though under the radar: Purdue, Oklahoma State, Florida State, Mission State, and USC. They could make some deep runs into the play, into the bracket. Um, my best Cinderella is Florida State though, uh, making it to the Elite Eight. Hopefully, Sister Jean gets Loyola Chicago back to the... I want to say they made it to the Final Four. They were. They, yep, Final Four. That, that's a long... That We'll see if they can do it. That team, This team is better than they were that time, but uh, I don't know if they're getting past Illinois or Houston. or uh, Maybe they can get back to the Sweet 16. So, some teams to watch out for, Matt. Yeah, I think the uh, big game, as you mentioned, Loyola Chicago, uh, they're taking on Georgia Tech. Uh, they won the ACC tournament. This is going to be a really good 8-9-8 uh, matchup. Um... 
but you know, I, I love Sister Jean. I love I love what they do at Loyola. That run was so magical. Again, we can't get so caught up in that run again. This is a, a different team, um, and again, they're going to have a tough matchup in the second round against Illinois uh, if if they win there. Uh, another good game to really you know watch out for um, is the 12-5, the Winthrop versus Villanova game. Um, Villanova coming in injured and Winthrop only has one loss on the season. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And another one that people are saying, are they getting on the Georgetown bandwagon? They're playing Colorado. Um, I will say that I am not. I think Colorado will win this game. But Georgetown as a 13-12 and 12 team came into the tournament and won the tournament. They blew out Creighton in the uh, championship game. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. But let me tell you, we get to Thursday. We get the Thursday night games, uh, those little playing games. And Friday it starts. I'll tell you, it's a little different this year. I like it when we get some games Tuesday and Wednesday, and it starts Thursday. But Friday is going to be fun. So everyone take off work, and then there's also some second round games Monday. So might as well make it a long weekend and take off a Monday too, because no one likes Mondays. But it's going to be a great Monday with basketball. Yeah, so talking about the round of 64 now, I, as you mentioned, I'm not hopping on the Winthrop over Villanova uh, wagon. I know a lot of people are. Vill or Winthrop's averaging, I think, 91 points a game, only one loss. Uh, Villanova, though, they're so good. They've got experience. Georgetown, um, I, I originally had them over Colorado, but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm go Colorado's too good. Um, the Colorado's great at free throws. Uh, defense, they're only giving up 63 points a game. Uh, Billis picked Ohio over Virginia. That's another one. Uh, I, I think Virginia, I know they've got the COVID issues. Uh, they're detrimental to them. Um, I think they still got issues going into the bracket, but they're still four seed. This team, though, University California, Santa Barbara. I'm going with the upset over Creighton. Um, I, I, like, I, like I said, Matt, uh, with Creighton uh, news, with the coaching, I knew that would impact them. I think it's still going to impact them in the tournament. You saw them get blown out by Georgetown in uh, the conference run. Um, let's see, what else? Virginia Tech. I'm taking Virginia Tech to upset Florida. Uh, Florida or Virginia Tech's 4-0 versus top 25 teams. So that's pretty, pretty good in the ACC. And then Liberty versus Oklahoma State. That's going to be a great game. Cade Cunningham needs to show up in the first half um, if they want to win that game because Liberty is very good, better than them in most categories. So that's a few games out of the round of 64 I've got. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's, yeah, some really good games. Again, the Wisconsin-UNC game, too, um, tough. It, Braxton, I'll tell you, this is this is such a weird year. Um, I really think Michigan's going to get upset in the first round. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. As, as I can tell, you're crying over there or something. I, you got a little shocked. I'm sorry. Contacts are dry. You know, um, I'm kidding. Michigan's not getting upset. That would be actually really wild if they were. Um, you know, when I look at the two seats, I, I'm, I'm not so certain about Houston as I look at a two seat going down the, down the road. Houston is one that I think could go up and down. And that's a team that they maybe. They would have to play West Virginia. Sweet yeah, 16, I believe. Yeah. If, if West Virginia makes it, um, yeah, that's tough. That, that, that's that's going to be tough. So I think Houston comes in as a weaker two seed, and then between the one seeds, as you're looking at who's the weaker of them all, I, I think it's Baylor. I mean, Baylor again losing to Oklahoma State. Baylor can't just think they're going to coast through this. Um, so that's something to watch for. It's just a one seed that could go down earlier than expected. Baylor, I think, has the greater odds. 
Um, Gonzaga looks tough. Illinois is tough. Maybe Michigan could maybe stumble along the way too. But I really think out of the four one seeds, Baylor's the weakest. I I'll disagree. I'll go. I think Michigan's the weakest just because they're missing Livers. Um, he's a great part of that team. So I think uh, Michigan is the weakest. Uh, I know Baylor hasn't been the same since COVID, but um, hopefully they can get that together. Um, let's see, round of thirty-two. Uh, so we're basically just going through our bracket. LSU versus Michigan. That could be very intriguing because without Livers, um, LSU played Bama tough in the SEC championship. Michigan could uh, have their hands full then. Arkansas versus Texas Tech. I think that's going to be one of the best matchups. Arkansas, Arkansas scores 82 a game, but they give up 70. Texas Tech, though, has been struggling as of late. Uh, USC could also show up, and they go on a run uh, versus COVID Kansas because Kansas has the COVID problems uh, heading in. Um, Evan Mobley needs a monster game, though, the great center for USC. Purdue? I think they can show they can run over anyone. And Michigan State, if they get out of that first four, um, I, I think they make it to the round of 32 and could play a Texas team pretty tough. Uh, Colorado, Florida State could be a great game. And then, uh, let's see, what else? Zags, OU, that will not be a good game. Uh, OU without Devian Harmon. Um, and that um, he's out for at least until then. And then Illinois versus Loyola Chicago. Maybe the sister gene can uh, provide some help in them getting over that one seed. I hope not because I would completely destroy my bracket. But uh, that's my round of 32, some top uh, games there. Yeah, I, I mean, we're probably going to have a lot of the similar uh, similar picks. Um, I, I think when you go to round of 32, I, right now, uh, I mean, I've got, I've got actually West Virginia getting upset by San Diego State. Um, and that may be, you know, one of the most shocking. Unfortunately, I do not have Loyola Chicago going past Illinois as much fun. If they do beat Illinois, I'm all for them going as far as they can. That will be another fun fun trek. But I think we're similar in a lot of things. I, I, I've got LSU too, but not giving any love to St. Bonaventure, I guess, right? You don't think nope. they've got a shot against LSU? No. Not at all. All right, Sweet 16. Hopefully looking forward to a West Virginia versus Houston Kansas, Iowa, Florida State, Michigan, uh, Texas, and Bama. Uh, I think the top seed that's most likely to get knocked out, uh, there are a few. Uh, Michigan, Houston, and Baylor, uh, like you said earlier as well, uh, just not the same since COVID. But Ohio State as well. Uh, I think Kate, this is where Oklahoma State's Kate Cunningham run comes to a end, though, versus Illinois. Illinois is just too dangerous. But Purdue versus Baylor, that could be very good. Purdue's flying under the radar. A few big... I saw Michael Wilbon pick them to go to the Final Four. Um, Ohio State would also play Arkansas. Arkansas has been a very under-the-radar team. Uh, only six losses on the year. As a three, there are three seats, only one above Ohio State. And then this is where I have the first one seed losing. Michigan loses to Florida State. Uh, I, I'm doing that because I think Michigan could lose to LSU. So I don't, I don't want to put Michigan any farther. But I think Florida State could definitely upset Michigan just the way they've been playing. No livers. Um, with them. Uh, Texas-Bama. That's going to be a great matchup if that happens. And then Kansas-Iowa. Garza versus uh, dominant Kansas. I think Kansas Road comes to an end in the Sweet 16 and Iowa moves on. Bama moves on as well. Yeah, I mean, we basically have a lot of the same matchups. Um, I, I don't have Kansas playing Iowa. I have USC in that matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have Iowa winning. Uh, but I do not have Kansas in that game. So, yeah, I could see them losing uh, round before. So, 
Uh, we'll see there. But, again, a lot of our matchups are the same. I like that Florida State pick. I'll tell you, Leonard Hamilton there, their coach at Florida State, has done very well, and they've got a good program. Um, but I've got Michigan knocking them out. All right, the Elite Eight. Let's see what we got here. I got Gonzaga versus Iowa, Florida State versus Bama, Baylor versus Ohio State. I've got Illinois beating Houston. Uh, I, yeah, I think it'll be Houston over West Virginia cause, just because how good they are on defense, uh, Houston is. Uh, so the lowest seed is number four, Florida State. Three one seeds, four two seeds I have making it. Uh, Gonzaga did beat Iowa during the season. Uh, Baylor-OSU, that's going to be a great matchup. And then the Illinois high-powered offense versus that great, great Houston defense. And then Bama, I think, may have the easiest um, chance of reaching the Final Four in this one. Well, that's good. Uh, I, You know, and as I continue to go back and forth, if this is the final bracket that I want to roll with, as I'm really looking through, um, in, in my Final Four teams, I've got three number ones and a number two. Um, and that's that's where you go. Okay, is that really actually going to happen? Something's got to happen. As long as you get two of them, two will be right. Yeah, exactly. If you get two, um, and my two seed is Ohio State. But what Nate Oates is doing in Alabama is something special, and and that's one thing right there. That again, you're that they could knock off Michigan, or they could knock off whoever you have. So, yeah, watch out for Alabama. I think that's a very good pick too. Um, and that's going to that's gonna be a tough matchup out of the east part of the bracket. But I, I think as you're looking at the west, I think Gonzaga is going to be fine. Um, and then I, I do, and I think Illinois will be fine out of the Midwest. Gonzaga has such an easy schedule until then. I, we don't know who they're going to face, but until at least the lead eight, that's an easy uh, path. Uh, so, yeah, lead eight, I had four number two teams. So that's, I don't have much variety down at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, final four, uh, I, the team I'm most confident in is making that is Gonzaga. 100%, I think most of America is. Um, Bama, I, I give them a pretty good shot at making that. So I've got Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois as my final four team. Uh, whoever, though, brings out of the East, um, that I think that, could, that, that region could have a lot of upsets. But... Um, they're going to have a tough time facing Gonzaga. But yeah, Bama, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois are my final four teams. Yeah, and as I'm looking at this, I, I've been filling out a couple different brackets, and I've actually got a different championship matchup than I put earlier. So I need to go back and kind of clear that up. Um, I, I, I think it is going to be Gonzaga, Illinois. Um, but on the bracket that I'm reading off right now, I've got Gonzaga and Ohio State. <laughs> so that's... Uh, that's uh, Ohio State taking out championship. Yeah, taking out Illinois in the We're championship. We're not there yet. Well, I jumped the gun. Who's but, your final four? Well, I've already. I mean, if you've been here, I was looking at my notes. And now I got to pull it up again. Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. Right. Yes. Hey, it, Baylor did beat Illinois earlier in the year. So if that matchup happens, we know who yeah. wins earlier. Uh, so championship game, Matt. Who'd you have? Well, I, I think it's going to be Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Illinois, the battle of the one seeds. But I've got on this bracket Ohio State. Again, I nothing is set in stone yet with my bracket until five minutes before the game starts Friday. Well, we have the exact same national championship. Gonzaga versus Illinois is mine. Uh, Gonzaga averaging ninety-two points a game, only giving up sixty-nine. 
Uh, I think Gonzaga becomes the first undefeated team to win since the 70s with uh, Indiana. Um, it, it, it does feel like it's finally time for Gonzaga to win. So I've got Gonzaga winning 81-79 to 79 over Illinois. And I've got my score 78-71 Gonzaga. All right. Wow. I, th- I thought we'd have a l- little bit more difference. Hey, we could. My picks could drastically change overnight. So we don't have many upsets. Not really. A lot. Some of my upsets are gonna pro- may come from the seven ten games, um, but again, nothing really drastic. Um, except I, I, I think I am gonna stick with Winthrop over Villanova, and I hate to go against a Jay Wright team. I just think they're banged up. I think that's the game to watch. Yeah, this this is the perfect year to pick pick all upsets, just because of COVID. Um, no fans in the stadium. Uh, that won't help. Um, but yeah, I. Yeah, there a lot of people are jumping on that one. I, I just can't because it's Villanova. Uh, anything else on March Madness, Matthew? Well, I mean, I, I want to mention one thing about a coaching decision. We, we didn't talk about this one, but, um, but we brought up Indiana. Indiana fired Archie Miller the other day, and a lot of uh, up in the air because the history of Indiana basketball, there's such a high standard. And so they're about to hit their fifth coach since 2000 when Bobby Knight was gone. Um, this is a, this is going to be a big hire. They mentioned Nate Oates from Alabama, Scott Drew from Baylor. They, they're going to try to go for a home run hire. Um, the person that already said they're not interested, which I know, the Grand Slam, you really want to bring him home to Indiana, but he's not leaving, is Brad Stevens with the Celtics. He's not leaving that job uh, to go back to college. He would be a great coach. Up. Um, and why for Oates and Drew to go to Indiana? Well, why I mean, there's the Big Ten. There's a, there's a lot of history with the team. Now, again, it's going to be some rebuilding. It's going to be getting them back to that standard. But there's a lot of program history. Indiana is one of the most storied programs when it comes to college basketball. And you get them back up into that uh, level. There's going to be a lot of names. I saw I was reading some Indiana um, beat writers. They were talking about even maybe getting former Michigan head coach uh, John Beeline. Remember, he went to the Cavs. And then that stint in the NBA lasted only a few months. Um, another one is former Ohio State coach Thad Mata. There's a lot of options out there. We'll see, but Indiana's going to go for a home run hire. They need it. Um, and they even mentioned if they wanted to go in-house uh, from a former Indiana guy, Steve Alford, but I uh, don't think that's going to be happening. All right, college basketball coaching. Let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? Uh, so we all know the uh, Reddit group, Wall Street Bets community. Um, they have spent a combined 300000 on endangered wildlife conservation. Uh, the adoption fund in use is the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, which operates in the Congo and Rwanda. Uh, many gorillas have now been adopted, and they have been given some great names like Jim Cramer's Tears, because who doesn't love to see those? So share my burger and brought with the Wall Street Bets community. All right, well, for the OU news, uh, we just saw that... OU women's basketball head coach Sherry Cole is retiring after 25 years with the Sooners. Uh, She's also in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, a legendary coach. She is calling it quits on a career, and the Sooners have have been in a rough patch the last couple of seasons, but uh, she's had some really good teams, and uh, wish her best of luck in the career. The big question will be now, who's going to be replacing that? Could it be Courtney Paris? That'd be kind of cool. I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be great? Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see who else is out there. Um, but you know, best of luck to Sherry Cole. Um, and then I also want to mention too, Braxton. On a personal note, we were we were talking about this. But um, you know, after a couple of great years doing burgers and brats and had a lot of fun with this, 
Um, I'm going to be stepping down as your co-host. Um, and so I, I want to say to everyone who's listened to our uh, podcast that you know, the show will go on with Braxton. And if you bring on another host or bring on another multitude of hosts, whatever it may be, um, that continue to go strong. Um, but, you know, give me a follow. On, if you follow me on socials or whatever, keep it up. And also the last thing I want to leave you with is, um, you know, that if you want to help in the community, give to your local food banks, get to local uh, pantries. They need your support through COVID and past. Uh, but it's been a great two years when me and Braxton started this podcast. Um, we did a lot of fun things together. And, uh, but it's time to step aside. So it's been a great two-year run, over 100 episodes. been a blast. And uh, wish this podcast the best of luck down the road. Yes, sir. Has been fun. Sad to see you go. Uh, everyone, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brought. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and follow us on YouTube at Burgers Vermont. Burgers and Brought. Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.